Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Over the weekend, on a very serious note, the French ambassador encouraged Ireland to consider small nuclear reactors as part of its energy mix for the future. Speaking to the Business Post, Vincent Garand said he supports nuclear or newer nuclear technologies being used to allow smaller reactors to be set up. And of course, the anti-nuclear movement have rejected calls for modular reactors to be built here in Ireland. But is there an argument for nuclear energy in Ireland? Joining me on the line, because I know nothing about nuclear energy, first of all, I'm going to be speaking to uh, Duddycall Independent Councillor uh, Michael McClafferty. Um, who obviously uh, was objecting to the idea of nuclear power in Ireland. And also, Matthew Donoghue is from the group 18 for Zero, which is a group that is starting a national conversation about the potential for nuclear energy in Ireland. Good evening, gentlemen, to you both. And thank you very much indeed for coming on the show tonight. Good evening. Uh, Good evening. Let me first go to Councillor Michael McLafferty. Councillor, you heard the French ambassador talking about encouraging Ireland to get into nuclear power. France is littered with nuclear power stations. It's cheap, I suppose, is one way of looking at it. It's free. Well, it's when I say it's free, I mean, we obviously get the, the raw materials from the ground. Um, and, you know, the, the waste, there is a fear factor from people. But if we look back through history, you know, a lot of people died in coal mines as well. You know, so we could re- realistically say it's probably equally as safe as any other form of power. So what's the main objection, do you think, Michael? I don't totally agree with what is equally as friendly as any other, any other source of power, to be quite honest with you. Um, at the end of the day, while I welcome the fact that a national conversation has been looked for there, and hopefully that'll that'll become apparent over time, um, that is needed, of course. But I, I do feel an Ireland here would be sitting very vulnerable going down this road, to be quite honest with you, and I don't think we're just there yet or in a position to be to to be to be going down the road of getting this even having the thought of of having it done. Fair enough talking about it. But if you look at Chernobyl and Fukushima and those kind of places, things didn't go go that well there and still haven't. And look at the disasters caused, natural disasters, health problems, everything else. Uh like we're we are very close here in Ireland the way we are always to the UK, uh Scotland, Sellafield and so on. We're what a hundred mile across or so there at our nearest point. Uh, for example, the leaks in Sellafield back in the day, it has caused problems. I just think we're a very small island, to be quite honest with you, to be getting into something this major at this moment in time anyway. Certainly uh, certainly not at the moment until more consultation will be had and we see clearly where we'll be going. I think we have enough for a place at the moment, to be fair. We can't deal with the situation we have with the way we have but would this the not be a way But would this not be a way out of the situation? We all know whether no matter what your theories on climate change happen to be, we do know that the future is a future by reducing fossil fuels, right? And the reliance on fossil fuels, because either way, fossil fuels won't last forever. So we have to come up with another plan. Nuclear power is probably one of those plans because you can go for solar power, you can go for wind turbines, but of course we can't control the wind, so we can't control how much energy we're going to get. Hydropower, maybe that's an option as well. But nuclear power, you know, I mean, it's generally speaking, if you look, I I know you've mentioned the bad stuff. It's expensive to build, the accidents, the production of radioactive waste, the impact on the environment, etc., etc. But I mean, there are the pros as well. I mean, it's cheap. It's stable. It produces low pollution, generally speaking. It's sufficient fuel, you know, availability. 
Um, it has high energy density. I mean, it, it really there's a lot of pluses to it as well. I, I look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that end. There were pluses, surely, like with everything. But I'm saying on a balanced, on a balanced conversation, uh, a balanced argument slash conversation. But I do feel for ourselves here generally in the west coast of Ireland here, particularly where I live here, and and, and the area that I represent here in West Donegal here. Uh, myself and my fellow colleagues, the 37 of us here uh, through Donegal, county councillors, that is. I don't feel it would be a go for us here in Donegal because you talk there about waste and so on. Um, for example, up where you live there in Dublin, you should have great land up around Dublin there, great farming land, arable land, everything else. We would not be in the same position here in Donegal. And what I mean by that is the same position. Our depth, our ground depth of soil and that would not be that deep altogether. So in turn then, it's going to cause problems, and you may not have the the proper the proper depth in your soil and and land for dealing with waste and so on. Then, and plus the fact that we're all, as I said, we're all so so much. Uh, a lot of us anyway dotted along the coast here, coastline as such. Um, I just feel there's a lot of there's a lot of safety safety issues worth here that may not be a go for Donegal as a whole. Okay, well, 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 okay, well, hang on. Let me just go if I can to Matthew Donoghue, who's a member of Eighteen for Zero, who's starting this national conversation. Matthew, welcome to the show. Yes. Matthew, talk to me like I'm a five-year-old because I know very little about nuclear power, apart from the fact that I know that the downsides, uh, in fairness to Michael, and what he's saying is it's expensive to build. We know about the accidents, of course, in Chernobyl, uh, Fukushima, and many other places around the world over the last fifty years. Uh, it produces radioactive waste. So they're the downsides. I understand the upsides, which is cheap, uh, and it's cheap renewable fuel. But but really, are we ready for it yet? So there's a lot of points there that I wouldn't mind um, addressing. First off, uh, safety. So like you mentioned Fukushima. Um, so a lot, like that was a, um, a big catastrophe, but it was a big catastrophe because of the, the, way, the um, tsunami and the earthquake. Nobody died. There was no deaths related to the nuclear power or radiation. Um, none at all. But there, were, there was it, one, but I think that was a rescue service person, wasn't one it? One possible one. Yeah. He got lung cancer, but he was also a smoker as well. So Okay, what about, uh, what about Chernobyl? We can't deny that many people ended up with life-changing problems because of Chernobyl. Those reactor designs, well, are not in use anymore. So, um, and also the... They didn't. There was, there was gross negligence as well that caused that that incident. On top of poor reactor designs, so I mean, we haven't had. We don't have a good history here in Ireland for you know um, being welcoming when it comes to nuclear power. Carnes, our point being the optimum. To, what we talk about was that nineteen seventy three or in around then when so many people objected to it. And I suppose the waste is the big problem for people. What do we do with the waste? Well, I I, I disagree with you. Like I think the attitude of Irish people is kind of changing towards nuclear power. I think it's becoming a, a lot more. Uh, positive or accepting that, that this is a possibility and it's definitely something we should look at. Um, and the government, I think, needs to conduct a study into nuclear power. Right now, like a lot of people don't know, nuclear power is actually illegal in Ireland, which is crazy. Like We can't even have a, a conversation about it, a study about it, um, to an, an in-depth study to see if it would be suitable. I wasn't. I wasn't aware it's illegal, by the way, but that, that's, that seems a yeah, bit like yeah. nail in the coffin material, isn't it? Exactly, because no company, no um, any companies that that, are, that would be interested in in conducting a study, or or like Eamon Ryan, our Minister for Energy and the Environment, 
said that nobody has approached him um, regards to nuclear power. So he hasn't looked at it. But of course, no one's going to approach. Like no, he's going to approach them because it's illegal. Yeah. Um, so we, we're calling. We've called on Eamon Ryan to to look into this. Our group eighteen to zero. Um, but yeah, they, we've had uh, very little response from him. It'll be a long um, way away. I mean, it takes it takes a long time to firstly to build a nuclear power station, doesn't it? Say ten years. Uh, along with that, yeah, we'd have to set up a regulatory agency as well. So I, I just and they're expensive. Like, they're expensive to build. I mean, you're looking at you know two they, to, two to nine billion, depending on the size of the, of the reactor. Well, yeah. Well, like for a small modular reactor, like a three hundred watt megawatt reactor um, that we'd be looking at, it's about a billion. But the up, like, like to transform our energy sector into a low carbon, it's going to be expensive. There's no way around it. But the the thing with nuclear power, so you have a large upfront cost, but then after that, like the fuel is so dense, so energy dense, it's yeah, thousands of times. Higher than anything else. There's a lot less waste, but the waste is more dangerous. Do you understand the point that uh, Councillor Michael McCafferty is making that you know, it might be all well and good where you have soil where you can you know, bury this waste? And, or, is that normally okay. what you do with the waste, is bury it deep in the ground? So he, I, I think, he's, I think he's, he's thinking about a deep geological repository. Mm. Um, so that, that that's one option that's been looked at by. But it's not an option for the people of Donegal, according to Michael. I don't know nothing about soil it, either. Yeah, so. But it wouldn't be in the soil, so it would be well below the water table. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're talking maybe um, a kilometre below um, on, on the ground. So in, in stable rock formations, in geologically stable rock formations. I mean, my, um, well, just to come back to Michael. Michael, what's the alternative, really, to be honest with you? Wind power? You know, the difference in nuclear power is we can store it, we can control it, it's stable. Wind power, we rely on the wind. We can't create the wind. So we rely on it being there, and we can't store the energy either. So if we produce too much, we have to get rid of it somewhere and sell it to somebody else. So, Michael, that's not you know that's not really the answer, is it going forward? Well, but you know, I mean, it may not be the answer going forward. You're saying, but you know, why can we not store our own power? Like, for example, why can we not? This is it's a bit mad. Like we've probably one of the windiest countries maybe in the world, possibly. Not sure, but I'm sure we'll be certainly up there in the top 10 for one day end of it anyway, no matter where you live in Ireland or mm. Northern Ireland, come to either or, or, or next door neighbour. Well, certainly Donegal is windy, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing to be quite honest with you. All the one miles we have here in Donegal at the moment, and we're not able to store the power. There seems to be no forward thinking at all. No forward thinking at all on the whole thing. Well, well is that not what nuclear power how, is? Forward thinking is nuclear yeah. power not forward thinking, Michael? Because we are we are getting to a point where we're going to have to decide what we do going forward. And I don't think you know. Yeah, but, I mean, when we're talking about sustainable I, I, fuel and you want to talk about waste, I watched a video last night of where all these windmills go when they die. And, you know, they're all buried somewhere too. So, And there's a huge amount of cost factor involved in those, maintaining them every 15 years. They have to be replaced every 15 years. There's a massive cost in maintenance in wind farms. So we, we have to look at all the options. I know we have, and you're right what you're saying to a point. But the other side of it is as well, just going back to the one the one farm for a minute, and I'll come back then to the to the to the to the other point again that we're on here about the the, the nuclear reactors. The point is here: there is no point creating these things and then not having the, the end game in place. Like we have one here at the minute, as, as all through Ireland and Scotland and whatnot, and various other countries. But for ourselves here in Ireland alone, they need to be looking at the end game. They should be storing the power. For example. 
you're saying about going, no, looking going forward. I am looking going forward. It's madness. All the millions and possibly billions of well have been spent on one mills. And we're at the stage now, they can't, they can't store the power. That's madness, like. But so that's just the way electricity works. That's just, that's just, well, you can store it with capacitors, but to some degree. But that's just the yeah, way electricity, or batteries. Yeah, but, should, should but that's just the way that. it works. You, you can't, it's just unaffordable to produce. I, I, I'm not too, I'm not an expert on electricity, but I, I'm assuming no, you, I. yeah, but I'm assuming you have to have some large batteries as you would, but we, we have a huge yeah. one here in the rack room at the radio station. It's about four foot high. It's about four foot wide and it stores enough electricity for the radio station if the power goes for about two hours. And so I, I don't know, you know, what we do with a wind farm. Maybe, Matthew, you could explain that better to me. Like, again, like I'm a five-year-old, why can't we store energy from wind farms? You mentioned it. It's, it's too expensive. I mean, like, I don't think it would be even physically possible. Like, um, there, there are some options, but they, they just, there is no country in the world that's used wind and solar that's completely um, powered by wind and, and solar. Like nobody's been able to achieve it. So what happens typically is like we either have like um, coal. Like if you look at Germany, they've switched off their nuclear power plants and they've just been replaced with with the coal, coal and, and gas. Yeah. yeah. So and so that, they're going backwards well. essentially. Yeah. 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 So it's like sure. sometimes you see these conversations and they're framed as as nuclear versus renewables when it's not. In reality, it's nuclear and renewables. And you can see that in a number of different countries. So say if you take, for instance, Finland or Sweden or France, France is 70%, over 70% of the electricity comes from nuclear power. So like it's, it's, it's definitely like it's, it's one of the best options, especially for countries that don't have like the, the correct geology. How many, how many reactors would we need? How many reactors would we need in Ireland for the whole country? I, you wouldn't need a lot. There's a huge amount of power in these reactors. Like, 300 megawatts. So, like, for 18 for, for 18 for zero, we're talking about, like, our name comes from we want to produce 18% of our electricity from nuclear, so we produce zero carbon. So we're only talking about four, five reactors, 300 megawatt reactors. Mm. It's not massive. I mean, I mean Matthew, is the, is the end goal, or should I say, Michael, is the end goal not for everybody that, you know, I mean, the government are, are targeting towards net zero. By the way, I don't believe that's even a, an achievable thing, by the way. I think that's a bit yeah, of a fairy story. Um, so yeah. the government's target for, for net zero. But look, no matter what your your beliefs on climate change, and we can have a big row over that tonight if you want to, right? I, I have one theory, and we're not going to get into it tonight. But no matter what your theory happens to be, the fact is we need to move away from fossil fuels eventually because we'll run out of them. So we need to look forward to the future. And, you know, Matthew... I, I don't know anything about it, but he seems to have done his homework. There's no country in the world has sustained itself on wind power and solar power. Ireland is definitely not going to sustain itself on solar power, that's for sure, judging by the last month. So realistically, you know, we have to look at other options. The only other options, nuclear, hydropower, you know, maybe we've plenty of water around us, that's an option, but it's not going to sustain the country. So we don't really have options. Well, while I, while I, no disrespect to Matthew at his point, I'm sure he's, he's very well versed and he sounds very well versed. And I certainly wouldn't, 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 uh, um, I wouldn't um, think for one minute that he's not because he's clearly done his homework and his facts and figures and that's fair enough. But what my concern is here, and it's, it's, I do Mr. Matthew as well, if a reactor was to come or reactors or whatever, might he sit there a second ago, sorry, it would need a two or three, whatever. 300 megawatts, yeah. Well, sorry, the megawatts high. But for example, where would they be best placed in Ireland is another question. Where is most suitable for them to, to work? Where is this, two, two points, where is the safest place for them to be set and where is the most 
the most useful place that they could be established, built, for example, that's going to cover the whole country without any issues or such, if all this was to come to pass. Because no matter where they go, uh, where they are built, safety is always going to be number one. And the fact that they're illegal in Ireland, uh, uh, that they are illegal in Ireland at the minute, is going to take a long time, be the sound of it, for even Ryan or them to come round to talking about either while they're in power anyway. If we really need to, because of course climate is an emergency according to the Green Party, we can change legislation very quickly if we really need to. But, but okay, Matthew, ideally, I know another. Where, where do you put I, nuclear power stations? Do you put them in a the city or yeah, do you put them outside? That's a very good point. That, that's what I was going to address now. So, a lot of the, the small modular, the companies that are developing small modular reactors, um, and I'd like to come back to waste in a second as well. Uh, just talk a bit more about that. But um, so they, they develop them so that they just fit into. Coal, so coal power plants. So, like all the, they take all the existing infrastructure for coal or turf or whatever we have in Ireland, like any of the carbon emitting um, uh, sources of energy, and we just we we slot in these um, um, like uh, small modular reactors. Like how big are they? Buildings. How big are they? A lot of them are, 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 are the same output, physical size. Some of them, the reactor, the reactor core, the reactor vessel can fit in the back of a truck. You can. So the 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 building around it is a bit different. There is, um, so the, the, we did mention, so when we're talking about reactor design as well, so there are different reactor designs. So there are current like, nuclear reactors that everybody's kind of familiar with. They're called third generation. So the new ones coming out of track, the fourth generation ones. So they use, um, they use a different type of uh, um, uh, thermal reactions, like uh, fast neutron reactor, reactors or breeder reactors. So they can actually take the nuclear waste that come off of um, third generation nuclear reactors and use it as a fuel. So when they burn um, this this waste or it's called a MOX fuel, like it, in this um, fourth generation reactor, the byproducts then they only last for about 200 years, rather than to get the background radiation levels, rather than um, the, the thousands of years for mm-hmm. for like the the other the old fuel types. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the waste like becomes much more manageable. And you're like, saying they can re- and like, you're saying essentially they can recycle the, the waste from the old from the old nuclear yeah, reactors. Yeah, there's actually there, there's an interesting company, um, Maltex. Actually, the CEO of Maltex, Rory O'Sullivan, is an Irish man. Um, yeah, and they're they're developing. So they're based in Canada and UK. So they're one of these. Um, yeah, see, I, uh, I, molten salt. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm like everybody else. You know, I, I'm kind of obviously cautious around nuclear power because we've never had it. And I'm kind of with yeah. Michael on that point, a little bit cautious about it. When I look at you know the screen in front of me here, and I look at nuclear disasters around the world, I am cautious, particularly Chernobyl, of it's, course, that was famous. But, but if you look at the death rates per megawatt hour, nuclear is on par with solar and wind. Like people, like when they install uh, wind turbines or or solar on the roof, like there's there's always some accidents. So like it's um, it's it's the same. It's it's mm. it's in the round. And what percentage of what percentage of the world's power currently at the moment is nuclear? Of the world's power? Uh, the world's power, I'm not too sure. But for the EU, it's about 25%. I, that surprised me. I didn't even think it was that high. Does that surprise you, Michael, that 25% of the EU is nuclear power? Well, I have to confess, I, I wasn't aware. So I'm, I'm just, uh, I've, I take Matt's word for it. I wasn't aware of what I never thought, not to be quite honest with you. Just as we're talking, it is going through my mind as well, is there not? As I'm not chat these days, or not even these days, but this last couple of months, about a serious situation out in Ukraine with a nuclear reactor. 
Um, yeah. There's danger of it getting blown up. Like, I mean, if anything happens there, okay. Look, I'm not taking away from that's that an, argument. That's an active war, isn't it? I mean, that's a different situation. It's an active war, but it's an active war. But hang on here a second. It's an active war, yes. But the principle is the same. If that thing blows up, where's your safety then? Like, how many people, how many thousands of people then? Depending, are we going to have a Chernobyl all over again then? Like, I'm not discrediting what yeah. Matt's saying, no, no one way or the other, but I'm just being realistic here, looking at the facts. And the other, the other fact of the thing is here as well, for ourselves here in Ireland, it's, it's, uh, granted what Matt's saying there, fair enough, I appreciate his information and insight into it because it's news to me as well. And I'm always all ears to listen for, any, for anybody. There's new points of view and I welcome Matt's conversation tonight very much as to yourselves in the video there. But the thing is, my argument will be, and I don't believe I'll be changed on it, if nuclear landed here in Ireland, which could very well come through time, as Matt is suggesting, uh, and so on. But you need to look at this way realistically, gentlemen. If anything happened to a nuclear power plant here in Ireland in the next 20 years of one of the we'll say, and all the eyes dotted, or eyes dotted and teeth crossed, etc., Ireland has the potential of being wiped out. This is the reality of it. We are a small island. We could be wiped out. And it may not be our generation, but the next generation or the generation after that. And that's why I think a hell of a lot of re- a hell of a lot of thinking needs to go into this and and safety and everything else and really, really thinking about where is the waste going to go. Appreciate the fact that it can be reused again to a certain extent and so on. But in the meantime, until it's renewed, where where is the best place to be built? Where is the best place for the waste to be stored and saved and and put on the ground and so on? Bear in mind, gentlemen, again, we are surrounded here by water. I don't know about this digging so much on the ground. I worked in quarries for years, and I'll tell you one thing, you're not going down very far on the ground if you start hitting water problems. Um, mm-hmm. You go down 50, 100 foot, you'll soon start to get water in most places. Yeah. So what's going to happen then? I know these things are built, are, are normally stored in something, if you like, like concrete tombs, to be quite honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Such reinforced steel yeah. and all the rest, I appreciate that. Uh, from the research I've done on that myself, I think I'm not far out of that, Matt. Uh, is that type yeah, of no, you're not. Yeah, dry casks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, yes. yeah, they, you're, you're dead right there, Captain, in dry casks. And there's a few things there you, you've talked about now that we kind of I'd, I'd like to go through. Yeah, go ahead. Go so ahead. Um, the, the reactor designs that, that we'd be looking at for, for Ireland, the small modular reactors, like even if it's something like a, a molten salt reactor like that, um, like the one I mentioned previously, they work at atmospheric pressures. See, what happened in in Chernobyl, like that that was like, yeah, yeah, so it, it gets complicated. Like when you get into okay, but, okay, but give me the reactor bottom line. Design, if the reactor, if what happened in Chernobyl happen, happened yeah. to one of the reactors you're talking about, okay, let's just say it, a reactor like that was in Dublin or close to Dublin, let's say in County Meath, right? And what happened yeah, in yeah. Chernobyl happened to the reactor. There was a breakdown or a meltdown or whatever they call it, right? But, see, what, see, what's the, the worst-case scenario with that reactor, the fourth-generation reactor you're talking? What's the worst-case scenario? Look, the, see, the thing is, it can't melt down because it's, it's already molten salt. The, the fuel is already melted. And it, see, the thing with the, so the, what happened in, in Chernobyl was, so you have to use a pressurized water reactor. So to take the heat away from the reactor core, you have to... No, but what I'm, what I'm, all I'm trying to establish here, and on behalf of Michael and my listeners, yeah. is, is that if you put a nuclear reactor and which are new molten salt and or whatever you call it, you yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah, generation yeah. actually. So what's, what's the it couldn't it couldn't. It, so what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? Like it, the, the contamination wouldn't go any further than the, the reactor building. 
Like it's 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 completely safe. Like you're you're not talking about like aerosols going up in the air or, or spreading. But even like even for that, yeah. So it's like the it's 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 much safer. These are these are passive systems as well. So like even if the electricity switched off, the coolant switched off in the reactor, like it start getting really hot, there's a plug at the bottom. So once it gets to a certain temperature, that plug melts. So then all the liquid fuel just drains off into a tank below it and that absorbs that stops the reaction that absorbs all the neutrons and and it'll just lay there. Mike, Michael, it. does that does that ease your mind a little bit, Michael, to know that, you know, we've come a long way, it seems, with, with you know, nuclear reactors. It's not the days of Carnosaur Point or it's not the days of Sellafield or the days of, of Chernobyl or even worse, that those days are kind of gone, those old reactors that were, we've moved on in technology and worst case scenario, nothing really happens if things go wrong. I appreciate what Matt's saying there, but I'm not... Uh, You're not convinced. I, I, have, I, I can't help. I can't help but thinking there as we're talking at the same time. I'm afraid I have to say this. I don't like saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. And this is nothing, nothing to do with Matt's, with Matt's example there. But for but I will give an example here, and I'm being sheer, genuinely okay. and up some serious in this. As I, I mentioned to, to Matt there about the, the underground tanks, the thigh caskets, or what I think it was he called them. But as yeah, you are well... Yeah, as you're aware there in Dublin, and, and obviously you have the same situation yourself in Dublin at the moment, as we have here in Donegal, Mayo and Galway and so on, to make a situation. Imagine if we did have nuclear here and we'd uh, make it happen to be in those tanks, storing the stuff on the ground. Oh, I get you. And yeah. the cracks, you know. That'll be two disasters in one. Yeah, we have enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose the point he's making, and it's a good point, we tend to get things wrong in this country. Um, yeah, yeah, but we have to follow. And look, for, for, I appreciate okay. what Matt is saying. Matt's given an excellent explanation there of how things have moved forward. That's fair enough. Um, all no, everything but, looks good, and everything looks good in a book or in a video and so on. To be honest with you, uh, it really does. Sometimes it doesn't always go according to plan, and that's uh, that's the very but, thing. And okay. look, we have we have not a great track record in this country. As you said yourself there of getting things right. To be quite honest with you. And history has taught us that in so many examples and so many ways and tribunals and scandals and one thing and another. But this is this, this well, is this may stuff. be the way yeah. forward. Well, this may be the way forward alongside hydro, but I don't know. Um, I haven't thought too much on the hydro, to be honest with you. Although it's, it's a... It's a well, it's, the, as I said to you at the start, you know, Michael, the only thing about hydro, solar and wind power is we have no control yeah. over that. We rely on the on nature. For that, we can't oh, control that. Where we're nuclear, that. We're, uh, nuclear coal and fossil fuels, we can control. Yes, yes. You know? Sorry, well, so, well, well, we sorry, can, Matthew. We well, can control it. Sorry. Well, sorry. What you say? We can control it. What? I'm saying we, it can be controlled, as as they're saying going forward. But but can the control of a, of a disaster happens? Oh, I know from that point of view. But it's, yes. And put in the safety measures and everything else, like Matt says, there, and that's all fair enough. But I'm sure from the Belt Chernobyl and the Belt Sellafield and one thing and another, they thought they were in control that time as well. But the mm. point is, things still go wrong. And the point is as well, I, just, I keep going back to it, and I'm sorry to labour the point, we are a small island if something goes wrong. And this is this is, is the reality of it. Like, But I, I think anyway, going forward, probably the way going forward for Matt and his team and his followers and everything else and for ourselves, the conversation needs to get opened up properly. The government, mm. the government of the day... I, I don't think they'll engage in the conversation while it's still illegal anyway, to be quite honest with you. And I'll say we'll all be sitting on the fence for a long time. 
doing a research and her argument for and against and so on. But yeah. at the end, of the, at the end of the day, like it's 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 a it's a, it's a big see, conversation. Yeah, well, see, Matthew, the, the problem is Matthew. I suppose there is a mindset, and I, I'm going to yeah. have a quick look now because I didn't look already. But I did put a tweet up earlier on, and I asked people, should we build nuclear power plants in Ireland? I was in about yeah. twenty minutes ago, and there's over twelve hundred votes there. Sixty nine percent said yes, twenty five percent said no, six percent said they're not sure. So it seems people are on your side. Uh, and yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, maybe that's a younger generation. That older generation might have a bit more fearful. But okay, he makes a good point in relation to Ireland in general. We tend to get things wrong quite a lot, and this is not something we can get wrong. But, you can't make mistakes with this. No, hundred percent. You did not. But get we're that not. One we we, we wouldn't be building it. It's, it's not like the Irish government's going to go out there and start getting like building it themselves. Yeah, like actually, I thought you'd get, I thought you get to, Matty McGrath to do it or something. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, but they have to, they, and those companies and uh, like have to follow strict guidelines set out by the IAEA and whatever national governing body we have, probably the EPA. So it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's going to be stringent. Like it's not, it's not like they can put in whatever concrete they've, Found off some buddy down the road, you know, so, yeah. something like that. You know, it's 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 not going to be like that. They can't do that. And this argument that oh, like I've heard this before. Oh, we can't build a children's hospital. How can we build a nuclear reactor? But we're building like how many thousands of wind turbines and interconnectors to different countries and and gas stations and everything else. Like I mean, we're building constantly. Like I I I find that kind of insulting nearly to Irish people to say that we can't do this. Of course we can. We do it all the time. Irish people work in nuclear power everywhere, all around the world, and in lots of different areas as well, and we build stuff all the time. Like, say we can't do it. Is- and, and do you think the conversation will happen, the fact, fact that it's illegal, as you pointed out already, do you think the conversation is going to happen? I mean, are the Green well, Party, of course, are the ones, now I don't know how long more they'll be in power for, but, but are the Green Party, are they going to even accept a conversation around this? Or what has been the what's been the appetite for the conversation? There is you can see countries all around, particularly in Europe, they're all starting to change their perspective on nuclear power. So if you look at Sweden, they talked about removing nuclear power. Um, Denmark, which is in a similar situation to us, which it's illegal there as well, but they're opening up their conversation as well. And Germany, I can tell you, watch watch Germany in the future. They'll turn around. They'll have to go back to nuclear power as well. Like we all have these commitments. We all moving towards net zero. And the International Energy Agency, they've come out. They've said like that on their roadmap to net zero by 2050, we need to at least double um, the percentage of nuclear power. So it's like it will have to happen if we're taking this seriously. If we take this as a a real emergency, we have to come up with some carbon-free um, energy source, um, and that's... It's not right going to, now, and that's not going to be wind. No, it's not. That's not going to be wind, like a baseload energy source anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll mix... It'll be nuclear and renewables together. Yeah. That'll do this. And I do think... Sorry, just very quickly, because I'm running out of time, but Michael, yeah, yeah. Michael, I do think that he's right. We're not. We're never going to be able to produce enough electricity using wind, using solar, or using hydro. We'll have to build a lot of dams. Um, we're never going to be able to do that. So the only way to achieve what the government want to achieve is by you know using a combination of all different types of uh, renewables. 
Yeah, that he's, he's possibly right, and that's that may be the way it's going to it's going to going to come to pass. But as we're talking, there, I'm just curious. We're going to ask Matt, why did Germany stop using theirs? What was their trailer thought and stop using it when the world? What made them stop it? If we could just get that quickly, I think it was uh, Fukushima. Even though nobody died from radiation exposure in Fukushima, and yes. Fukushima occurred because of a. Um, magnitude nine point something earthquake followed by a tsunami. Germany, a landlocked, almost landlocked country, decided to yeah. stop using nuclear on those grounds. It doesn't really make much sense uh, to me, but um, yeah, mm. they. Um, it was a yeah, bad, by the way, it was a very bad time for them just when they had their gas cut off to be getting rid of their. Just, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a really bad time. Yeah. And it was always going to go back to coal and gas, like once mm. they got rid of. Yeah, um, nuclear for because you need that baseload power. Like when the wind stops blowing at night, well, like yeah, you can't switch yeah. everything off. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we just all go asleep. Nuclear waste. Just just one other point that like nuclear waste. Nobody has ever died from nuclear waste. Nobody. I mean, so like the it's 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 not it's not dangerous. It's very manageable. Like we can keep it in dry casks for a number of years until the um cools down and then they can move it to like like a deep geological repository that's one option so that's underground below the water table in a geologically stable area or they can reprocess it like they do in france do pe- I, I know you said nobody has died I, I know you said nobody's died from nuclear waste but have people yeah. got ill from it yeah, yeah. people had radiation poisoning from it not, not, that, I'm, not that i'm aware of no hmm. And, how, and when you say it cools down, so how long does it have to be buried under the ground for it to cool down? Oh, um, it's, I, I think you just kind of leave it there and forget, forget about, about it. it. Okay. So, yeah, it's thousands of years, yeah. Yeah, yeah so people, uh, are yeah. 20 generations from now, they'll discover it. <laughs> right, okay. But, like, yeah, I've heard this argument as well, but 20 generations, if we're right, like, I mean, like, we have a crisis now, like, climate change is a crisis now, not like yeah. possibly digging up some like cask, dry cask in whatever thousands of years. Like I mean, we have to deal with the problem now. All right, but listen, and on, on that note, is, okay, I'm going to have to wrap it up. Last, but it's a really interesting conversation, yeah, yeah. Matthew. Thank you very much indeed for spl- explaining that to thank me, like you. I'm a five year old. And Michael, thank you very much. And Michael, I hope you know, listening to Matthew, maybe and other conversations, we can all have a decent debate about it without all shouting at each other. <laughs> oh, of course, hey, at the end of the day, generally, respectfully, yeah. and all around, yeah. that's all it's about. But yeah. at the same time, just respectfully get our views out there. And obviously, we may not agree all the time, but that doesn't matter. Just you respectfully take each other's points and boards, and you know, and, and that's how, how it's going to go. And at the end of the day, whether the government like it or not, this government or the next 20 governments, unless they sit down and agree, they don't have to agree all the time, obviously, but unless they sit down and at least listen to their opposition's point of views, respectfully, as I say, Nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change otherwise unless you do that. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what argument you have, you still have to come back to the table and sit down and talk about it. No matter if you hit whatever's going on, you may not like what's going on, you hate it. But we need to all need all need to realise, including myself, you can't get your own way all the time. Absolutely, and you have to be respectful. To the and, and I think the main thing for the people of Ireland, you know, would be the safety of our of people is paramount. A hundred and ten percent. Okay. Safely, I'm sure Matt is that. It's top I'm of, sure he uh, believes the same thing. Yeah. Top of mine is top of yours, and that's all matters. All we want is safety, paramount, and just for the future generations, 
of today and tomorrow and whatever generation comes along that they can live happily, happily and peacefully and that's all we want and good health to everybody and that's all I can say on it. Thank you very much indeed Councillor Michael McLafferty and also Matthew Dunne who is a member of 18 to 0. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.